0: Today, gloves come off because we are declaring brazen disapproval against a pretty widespread customer experience metric called the MPS score. You'll wanna hear this. This is Shidoo.
1: Welcome to Shadoo, the place where business, research, and entertainment make a big- Let's get
0: started. Welcome back, everyone. I am Weston Smith, your host here on the Shadoof podcast. I am here with our head of research, Professor Dustin Harding. Hola. And our fellow research scientist, Lauren Silva. How's it going, guys?
1: Going good.
0: Doing well. (laughs) So, just to recap, our last episode, we talked about rebranding, and we talked about our mask study, and we had a lot of people commenting without knowing the context. I don't think they listened to the podcast, but some of the ads that we ran on Facebook, they said that this was toxic and that we should be putting our efforts into something more uh, uh, worthwhile, worthwhile and substantial. And guys, just to let you know, that was just like a <laughs> that was just like a quick whim kind of study. We're not. Um, we're not superficial people. Well, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> Dustin. I'm not
2: the one that created the ad, okay? <laughs> oh, no, this is on you, Lesben.
0: Guilty as charged. Um.
2: So Never glad. our intent with that study. It was a fun, cool yeah. little study. But, uh, you know, we were almost canceled.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing. You're totally right. It, this was like, hey, a quick curiosity. And I think we're fine to explore you know, things that are interesting and we're curious about, and it's not going to take that long, so we weren't investing weeks and weeks of research into uh, in, into this mask study, so <laughs> everyone be at ease. We are focused on things that will benefit people in a positive way. So, with that said, let's get on to the topic today.
2: Which is things that may not benefit you in a positive way.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, We're taking a stand against something today regarding the MPS score. But before we go farther, I noticed that I do something and I'm kind of bugging myself Mm. because I keep referring to this as the MPS score. Mm -hmm. When Dustin, tell us what MPS stands for.
2: Net Promoter Score.
0: The Net Promoter Score. So to say Net Promoter Score score... Is a little bit redundant. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like saying, like when people say ATM machine or pin number, <laughs> you know, personal identification number, number. So we're just going to try and break that habit. Yep. yep. I'm not going to say that anymore. We're classy people. We're educated people. We know,
2: we yeah. know, yeah, we can fake it at least. Yeah. Right. There
0: we go. Okay. So Dustin, give us a little bit of a background on MPS. What is the net promoter score?
2: Yeah, so if you've ever been asked how likely you are to recommend a product or service to a friend or colleague, that is at least the NPS question. Mm -hmm. That question's been around for a long time. It's word of mouth. Yeah, it seems
0: intuitive.
2: Yeah, but in 2003, a man named um, Fred Reichelt, a loyalty consultant for Bain & Company, he took that question and he repackaged it as NPS and normally when you ask a question like that, you either take an average or you look at the percentage of people that gave like top two or whatever. He turned that question into a score. And the higher your NPS, the more likely it is that your customers are going to be recommending your product or service to their friends.
0: Okay. So he didn't come up with a question. The question's just been around. In some form or another. In some form or another. He just created kind of a formula where it calculates a score.
2: Right. Um, he wrote a book about it. Um, it was in a Harvard Business Review article. Mm-hmm. And he says it's the best predictor of growth. And it's the only number you need to grow. That's a pretty bold claim. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a pretty, like, definite statement.
2: It's a statement you want to avoid as a researcher. You can tell, like, a a researcher would never, ever say something like that. Okay. Never, right? Because there's likelihoods and chance to everything, right? And so so you would never say something
1: like that. You avoid the absolutes.
0: Right. Only a Sith deals in absolutes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I uh, recently have seen all the Star Wars movies now, and so I I did get that.
0: Wow. (laughs) Lauren's like, I understood that reference.
1: (laughs) Well, I usually don't understand your movie references, so (laughs) I just had to put that out there.
0: Side note, Lauren hasn't seen Lord of the Rings, so that's pretty oh, pretty bad. Oh, I forgot bad. about that.
1: They talked about that in my pop culture class at school the other day. It was like brought up in a whole discussion about how I haven't seen it, and then my professor made a meme about it for the next class. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was the only one. So.
0: It's a real problem. We laugh about it, but it's it's serious. Yeah, I think that's our next
2: podcast episode. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to do a Detail. live
0: stream of watching Lord of the Rings with Lauren. For- <laughs>
2: So, so anyway, the score, he develops a score, says this is all you need for growth, this one item. And it's so easy, right? It's just one question. And so I think because of the easiness of collecting that data and the confidence in his statement that this is the one score you need, it was... Taken up by a couple of big companies. And then, just like we see
0: everything, uh, companies are just like, oh, well, they're doing that. We should do the same thing. So it kind and of it catches fire, mm-hmm. caught fire, becomes a new oh, yeah. fad. But with the backing of that claim, like this is the absolute last ultimate question that you could ever need.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it caught fire pretty much if you've ever done a satisfaction survey for a company. Um, You've been asked this question. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm sure it's happened to everyone, Mm -hmm. uh, to all of our listeners. Uh, You go on a website, you know, like, you know, with online companies, it asks that question all the time. Big companies, small companies, it doesn't matter. I get asked by, like, Adobe all the time about their software, like any online service, things like that. After
1: purchases, too. It's, like, always the first, like, question on the survey, almost. It's, like, how likely would you be to recommend to a friend? It's, like... First thing usually you see.
0: Yeah, before I even heard your take on MPS, Dustin, mm. uh, I didn't even know what MPS was. I just always knew that this question would sometimes pop up, whether I was using an application or you know a web service or something. And I would just always assume like, oh, this is probably something that's valuable to them But it's annoying to me. (laughs) It drove me nuts. So I always had a negative experience with it. I was just like, what is this?
2: Yeah. And the crazy thing with it is, so people took this score. And I don't know that Fred Reicheld ever meant for it to get this crazy. Mm. But people said, oh, if this is a one number that we need, we're going to base everything Mm -hmm. off of this one number. Bonuses. Well, your bonuses from now on are going to be based on NPS. So maybe that's fine and dandy. So companies are doing that. Companies yeah. are doing that. And, wow. and that could be okay. But nobody stopped to ask a question. Wait a second. Does this actually correlate? Is this actually a measure that can be tied to revenue mm-hmm. or okay. company performance?
0: No they one asked that question. I'm
2: sure some people did, but right. a lot. Of, most of the time it's just, oh, these companies are doing that. We should do this too. And it built this culture where, hey, my NPS score is a 40. What's your NPS score? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we have a higher NPS score than you. And people really started valuing... This score,
1: yeah, they put a lot of stock in it.
0: Yeah, Which, I, yeah, I saw some companies put it on T shirts and stuff like that. just. <laughs> could
2: you they imagine? Get it.
0: No, all you, the you employees could, get it tattooed. Get their NPS score tattooed on there. You can go on arm. company
2: web pages. I mean, I, I just saw one earlier where they had a page that was saying, "Hey, we'd like you to know that we just got an NPS score of ninety. That's really high.
0: We'd like to brag about this. I
2: was at a conference one time and. There was a consultant that was going on and on about how crazy people are about the score, and she said that from what she had seen, above 90% of the time, the NPS score did not correlate with business growth or business
1: revenue.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Well, should we like tell them a little bit about how you even get the NPS score? Yeah, go for it. So it's that scale of, when they ask you the question, scale of 1 to 10. And so they base it off of scores zero to six, they're detractors. So they're taking away. Um, It's like, you know, negative word of mouth kind of thing. And then seven and eight are passives. They don't really matter to your company as much. And then 9 and 10, those are your promoters. And so they take the percentage of promoters and subtract it from the percentage of your detractors. And that's how you get your net promoter score.
0: Oh, really? Okay. So they like identify their promoters and then does anything happen? I don't know. For me, even if I liked the product or service, I've never clicked 10 because I think... I'm going to push 10 and then I'm just going to get inundated with emails and they're just going to be like, Hey buddy, like, like I picked up a, a stray cat or something. I fed a stray cat and then it just followed me home. Yeah, like, well,
1: I personally never feel that strongly about most of the products I buy. Where right. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is the very best. Everyone should have it. Like. 10 out of 10 every time. Like
2: It's like the LinkedIn post that, that I saw. This was from Lauren Drake. He's a data-driven marketer. And it looks like this was a screenshot from his computer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Windows, Windows 10 asked him the the NPS score. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so he underlines this, how likely are you to recommend a friend or colleague? He gave it a one. And of course, a big part of NPS is, and it has a follow-up question, well, why did you answer this way? Mm -hmm. Please explain why you gave this score. And he's like, I need you to understand (laughs) that people don't have conversations where they randomly recommend operating systems to one another (laughs) and it's It's so you know I've had that you know Xfinity I was on the phone with Xfinity and they asked if they could do a survey and I'm like oh it usually Uh catches my interest and they asked NPS and over the phone over the phone and Mm -hmm. I gave it a low score and I'm like but it's not because of the quality of the service it's just because I don't talk about internet service to my friends like that's that just doesn't come up
1: I feel like there's very few things that I actually like talk to my friends about product wise. I feel like it's usually like, oh hey, yeah. like I like your shirt, I like your shoes, like where'd you get it? And it's like, oh yeah, I really do like this shirt, like you should check out this company. We're not
0: like missionaries for these companies, like, listen, I want to talk to you today about an incredible design program that I came across. <laughs> it helps me achieve greatness. It's <laughs> Adobe Illustrator. <laughs> Maybe Adobe Illustrator. But Windows 10? Windows 10. <laughs> that's one you get really passionate about. That's, that's a big one. Oh, you're a Mac user? Well, have you heard about the glory and of, um, majesty of Windows? Of, of Windows 10? <laughs> <laughs> so one
2: thing that's, that's interesting is the fact that our good pal Fred said that this is one one score you need obviously there's it's going to draw a lot of attention on researchers right right Uh, from Mm -hmm. researchers I guess so these researchers are going to then look and say well is this the one score you need or not and you've opened yourself wide open for criticism so I guess it was a few years later, an article in one of the very, very top marketing journals okay. um, goes through to test this out. So they test net promoter score, another score called the NCSB, different satisfaction Customer scores. Customer satisfaction uh, surveys Repurchase and intentions, intentions yeah. recommendation and intentions. You got the top two box going on, which is looking at the percentage of people that rate like the top two points in a scale for satisfaction, recommendation, things like that. Okay. So these different ways that we've been collecting satisfaction responses for a while. Okay. And they look at, they compare these things in different industries. Mm. So you have like banking, um, gasoline, home furnishings, security systems, transportation. So those were the industries that they looked at for this study. And it, it's interesting. So so NPS it actually for banking it tied with repurchase intention. So we've talked about p values, like the likelihood that what you're seeing is due to chance. Mm-hmm. Right. These p-values for all of these measures aren't none of them are significant Dismal. Um, for, for any of these really. I think it's hard to get a question to actually predict revenue growth <clears throat> is what they were looking at. Mm-hmm. Okay. The relationship with revenue growth. But NPS, regardless, it was positively correlated and was just as strong as repurchase intention for banking. But then you look at the other industries, and it's uh, it's kind of scary a little bit. Gasoline, for instance,
1: yeah,
0: it's negatively correlated. Really? So how so does that work? I, I don't know. What but, negative impact could it have? Like so,
2: so, for some reason, the higher the NPS score, the lower revenue growth. No way. Um, And so so it's, again, none of this is like statistically significant, but that's kind of where Mm. the trends go. So you have that going negatively. And then, you know, for banking, the satisfaction top two box, that one went out like quite a bit. But then, you know, for home furnishings, again, NPS is negative, negative. Security systems, it does a little bit better, but it's not the best. And transportation, it does a little bit better, but not the best at all. So it tied for banking. And then the other ones, it
0: was just crazy mess. But still not significant in banking.
2: Yeah, still not significant. None of them were. But, you know, with the measures that they had, banking, it tied.
0: So if you're dealing with a bank or credit union or something... And they ask you that question, then you can say like, oh, this might be a value to you. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm just going to continue to get annoyed.
2: Yeah. And and here's the the thing. (laughs) Maybe, you know, this paper was published in 2007. Okay. Mm -hmm. And NPS just keeps growing and growing and growing. And people are asked more and more about this. So this may be different since this time. Maybe people are more annoyed. And maybe, we don't know this, but with how annoyed I get, Mm -hmm. I could see it being like, man, I don't want to recommend your product service because you asked me. (laughs) This dumb question. Well,
1: I wonder too, like how many people actually respond to those surveys that they get? I'll see it like in an email or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I like will immediately like just click out of it. Like I don't want to deal with it kind of thing. So I wonder like what actual percentage of these companies' customers are actually filling it out.
2: This is another thing with this question. So I was teaching my MBA students and they actually had some experiences in their companies that they were working for. And I think even a couple of them maybe had admitted to doing this where mm-hmm. nps was a big deal and so of course if you're talking to a customer and you're like man they seem to really like me they seem to really like this they they would actually say hey take this survey so they, they would pick and choose who they would ask to to take oh. the survey right so they'd say take this survey and please like it helps me if you rate us a 10
0: so yeah. so rate us a 10 um, that doesn't skew the data it skews the data
1: well, it's kind of sad that employees feel the need to like do that because if they're picking and choosing who to recommend it to, then you know their company's like, basing a lot off this NPS score that they're each individually given.
0: Seriously. So the book that this guy wrote, you're actually a big fan, Lauren. You you own that book, right?
1: Well, I, I do own the <laughs> book, but it was, it was for a class I TA'd for a um, ago. They required that book. Ago.
2: What was the yeah. class again? I remember cringing when you said it.
1: It was, well, I can't remember the title of the class, but it was basically like they were going User to, experience,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was ex- an
1: experience design class, oh. and it was, they were going, and they were working with companies and making surveys, so they all needed to have the NPS question in it. So which, this
0: was your main textbook?
1: Um... They only had a couple chapters like from it, so I don't know okay. why they had to like actually own the whole book kind of thing, but it was like for it was for like talking about NPS like the beginning of, of the semester in the class. It's called the Ultimate Question 2.0. The ultimate so
0: question. It has been
1: revised and updated. So so the thing is, like,
2: yes, we're bashing on NPS, but it, it can actually be it could be a good measure. Right, yeah. that the, what we're really bashing on is this culture that unnecessarily just blew up from from this score.
0: Places it on a pedestal as if it's something more than it is.
2: Right. If you've been listening to this podcast, like we are all about research. We're all about not just taking things for granted, but testing it out. So right. for you and your company within your industry, NPS may be a driver. It may be a predictor of revenue. Right. But chances are it's not. Right. Uh chances are there there may be better uh measures as well. So if you're going to rely heavily on a measure and have company bonuses dependent on this measure, right. you better darn well make
0: sure that it is a predictor of success. Right. So mm-hmm. test it out, challenge it, right? Right.
1: And and if you use it like maybe it's helpful, but don't let that be the only metric you're using <laughs> to like determine things for your business and your employees. Like there's a lot of other information that's useful that you can get data wise.
2: And even if you find one question that is highly predictive of revenue, It doesn't mean that that is going to be the same question that you need to pay attention on the next year. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. This is a consistent, you need to always be updating, making sure that your company is relying heavily on the measures that actually matter most for you.
0: Right. I was just going to say, it's so crazy how you assume that everything in business is fast paced and yet MPS becomes more and more ubiquitous, um, even though there's lots of researchers and experts that have basically torn it apart.
2: Which is really why Shadoof, we feel, is so important. Right. Because this research has existed for at least 15 years that that kind of bashes on NPS. Yeah. Pretty pretty majorly, right?
0: Essentially debunks it, right?
2: Yeah, but nobody really knows about it because this is in academic research, and there's this divide Mm. between academics and the real world. So if we can take this knowledge and apply this research... In the real world, we can help distinguish some of these unhealthy trends.
0: Then we can tell business leaders and future business leaders to say, hey, I know it seems easy just to spit out this one question and you get a score. Yeah. But does but it, it
2: mean anything? Does it to mean you?
0: anything? And is it going to help you? Don't think that you're conducting good marketing research just because you you've implemented the the net promoter score. Yeah. Well, yeah, so now we're going to have to take a walk to kind of calm down all of our nerves, you know, talking about the, uh, Dustin especially, talking about the NPS score really just boils his blood.
2: I just want to cancel NPS.
0: NPS, (laughs) let's cancel it. That should be a trending hashtag.
1: Cancel Cancel NPS NPS. 2021.
0: (laughs) Let's add that to our hashtags. Well, that'll do it for today. Uh, I hope you guys learned something. I I hope this was a good non-toxic episode for you. But before we end, just a quick question for our listeners. On a scale of 1 to 10, how likely would you be to recommend this podcast to a friend or colleague? <laughs> Shadoof is sponsored by UVU's Woodbury School of Business. We are present and active in various social media platforms and produce a variety of content. So, you know, follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, or Facebook. And if you can, leave us a review on Apple Podcast.